recorded live. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you, oh Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me, I just want to thank you. I just want to praise you. I just want to praise you. I just want to praise you, oh Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me, Lord. You've been so good to me, I just want to praise you. Amen, amen. God bless you, children of God. I do greet each of you in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide, headquarters in Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. We do bring you greetings from the great country of Nigeria, City Lagos, where Jesus Christ is Lord, and besides him, there is none other. We pray that each of you are blessed and highly favored under the sound of my voice. Uh, We just completed a successful campaign in Eastern Africa, uh, Kenya, uh, Uganda, Rwanda, and even Ethiopia. We thank God for all that he did doing this campaign, we appreciate the saints in these countries for their support and their assistance to us as we could not have done what God had for us to do had it not been for great men and women of God uh, in these regions. We thank God so much for each of you, and we pray that the Lord continues to bless you. Uh, we want to take a look at something this morning, children of God. Uh, one of the messages that the Lord had us to share with the saints down in Kigali, Rwanda, from the book of Exodus, chapter 4, with a very special focus on verse 2, Exodus chapter 4, with a special focus on verse 2. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, Then the Lord said to Moses, What is that in your hand? A staff, Moses 
replied. Once again, then the Lord said to Moses, what is that in your hand? His staff, Moses replied. We're going to work from a theme this morning, children of God. What is that in your hand? What is that in your hand? Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today, Heavenly Father, for adding another day to our lives. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you have been pleased with the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart. We ask now, Heavenly Father, for forgiveness of anything we have said or done or thought that you have not been pleased with. Father, we have not obtained it all yet. We have not yet been made perfect. But, Father, we, like the Apostle Paul, are pressing on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of us. We ask, Heavenly Father, that as we study to show ourselves approved unto you, workmen who need not to be ashamed but who rightly divide the word of truth, we ask that you give us words of revelation, words of insight, words of understanding. Open our minds and our hearts that we may perceive and understand your holy scriptures. Give us a rhema word, Father, for your people in the four corners of the earth, that someone may be edified, uplifted, and strengthened at the preaching and teaching of your word. Do these things for us, Heavenly Father. We will be very careful to give your name all the honor, the glory, and the praise. This is our prayer in Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. Let God's people say amen. Exodus chapter 4. We see in the scripture here a very important time in the lives of the Israelites. The Israelites had been in Egyptian slavery for 430 years. And God is now about to answer their prayers God is now about to come to their rescue. And one of the things the Lord immediately has in my spirit, because two things. One, the Israelites have been praying for God to do something about their situation. If you or I have been in slavery for 400 years, we would want something to be done about the situation as well. And one of the things the Lord has in my spirit is that when the Israelites prayed for God to do something about their situation in slavery, God sent them a man. You say, Apostle, what does that have to do with me? You need to understand, my brother or my sister, that oftentimes, God will send us a man 
or a woman, regardless of what our issue, regardless of what our problem, regardless of what our situation, God will often send us a man or a woman. Now, the problem is that sometimes people do not recognize when they have been sent a man or a woman by God to help them in their situation. The Israelites did not recognize, many of them, that God was doing something through Moses. My prayer for you and each one of us under the sound of my voice is that we will recognize when God is sending a man or a woman to be a blessing to us, to help us in our situation, to help us out of our situation. God sent a man. God sent Moses. And Moses, who was a man, just like we are, you know, a man or woman, he had his flaws, he had his shortcomings. Moses had even killed a man in his anger. There were doubts. There were all sorts of things that Moses went through. Even the convincing of Moses to be used as an instrument of God was very, very tiresome. Moses answered the Lord in verse 1. Moses answered the Lord. He said, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say the Lord did not appear to you? Now, Moses had the same problem that many of us have when we are called to do something for God. Because most of the time when we are called to do something for God, we are doing it for God, but we are doing it to other people. Moses was more concerned with what the people felt and said than he was with what God felt and said. My prayer for each one of you is that you will be more concerned with what God feels and says. In other words, Moses was less concerned with upsetting God than he was with upsetting the people. My prayer for you is that you'll be more concerned about upsetting God than upsetting the people. Moses said, what if they do not believe me? In other words, and Moses said, look, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I feel better about offending you, Lord, than about offending the people. I feel better about upsetting you, Lord, than upsetting the people. But my prayer and my hope for each one of us is that we will be less concerned with upsetting people and more concerned with upsetting God. Moses said, what if they do not believe me? Now, children of God, the important thing in your ministry, the important thing in my ministry, is not whether people believe us. Now, that's not the important thing. Whether people believe us or they don't believe us, whether people support us or whether they don't support us, whether people are with us or whether they're against us, the important thing is that God is with you, that God is sending you, that God has commissioned you and I to do what he has commissioned us to do. In other words, make sure God is pleased, my brother or my sister. The Lord told one of the, the, the prophets, he said, whether they believe you or whether they fail to believe you, they will know that a prophet has been 
in their midst. Moses answered, what if they don't believe me? What if they don't listen to me? What if they say that the Lord did not appear to you? And the Bible says, then the Lord answered or said to him, what is that in your hand? Now, children of God, this is what we want to focus in on. Because this was a very important question that the Lord asked Moses. Moses had probably found a stick or a staff and just picked it up in the wilderness sometime earlier to lead. He was leading his father-in-law Jethro's flocks and saw a stick or a staff and just picked it up and started using it for one thing, but God comes in sometimes later and shows Moses that this staff, this stick, this piece of wood, that God was able to do something much greater through it. You say, Apostle, how does that relate to me? You need to understand, my brother, my sister, that everything that you and I see or experience in this life, in this world, in this realm that we are in, the God that we serve is able to do something much greater with it. Our homes, our cars, our finances, our God is able to do something much greater. We just look at things and we see them as what we have always used them for or what we have always thought of them. But God is able to do anything he wants with anything he wants with anyone he wants. There were some people, and Lord is bringing this in my spirit now, there were some people that looked at Joseph when he was in prison, when he had been in prison for 13 years for a crime, that he did not commit from the time he was 17 years old to the time he was 30. There were some that looked at him in the prison and all they saw was a convict. All they saw, all, all they thought he would ever be was a convict, was a prisoner. What? But God took him out of the prison and made him second in command of all of Egypt. You say, Apostle, what does that mean to me? God can do anything he wants with anything he wants, with anyone he wants, any time he wants. That sickness that is in your body. The only thing separating you from that sickness that is in your body is God speaking a word of healing. So I encourage you, children of God, always live and remain in a state of eager expectation. Because God can change anything he wants to change, anytime he wants to change it. You may be unemployed today, and tomorrow God may use you and take you and put you in charge of a, a company or a corporation. The God that we serve is able to do exceedingly more abundantly than all that we ask or even imagine and watch this, according to his surpassingly great power that is at work within us. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? That means that this life-changing power, this life-changing ability, this life-changing anointing 
is within you, child of God, and is within me. God has placed the power to change lives, to rearrange lives, to rearrange families. To re- he has placed this power inside of you and inside of me. God asked Moses, what's that in your hand? What, what is that? Because God knew that Moses' perception of the staff was limited. You say, well, Apostle, what's that mean to me? Oftentimes, our perception of people, places, and things will be limited. And one of the things that God will have to do with us in order to take us to the next level, to take us to the next place, is to open our minds of understanding as to what we have as to who we are with, as to to what is going on. God had to open Moses' mind to the staff before God had Moses use the staff. You say, Apostle, what are you saying? God needs to open your mind to your family, to your country, to your finances. God needs to open our minds before he is able to use us. God said, what's that in your hand? God knew full well that Moses thought it was just a staff. Moses thought it was just a stick. Moses thought it was just a piece of wood. Moses replied, a staff. He replied, which God knew. Then the Bible says in verse 3, then the Lord said, throw it on the ground. In other words, God said, let me separate you from what you have become familiar with in order to show you that it is much more than you think it is. Sometimes God has to separate us from people, places, things, because we become too familiar with them. We have limited them. We we have uh, categorized them in our mind. God said, throw it on the ground, separate it from you, Moses. And God says, I'm going to show you that it is much more than what you've been thinking it was. The Bible says in verse 3, Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake. God said, let me separate it from you, Moses. Let me get it separated. Throw it on the ground. God God didn't say keep it in your hand. God didn't say hold it and I'm going to turn it into a snake. Why? Because God knew that if Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake and he ran from it, it might have really been some problems if Moses would have kept it in his hand and God had worked his miraculous power in it. So you say, Apostle, what is this saying? God sometimes has to separate us from some things before he can bring out all the potential that is in that thing, that is in that person, that is in that place. Moses threw it on the ground. It became a snake. Look at what the Bible says. And Moses ran from it. Now, what the Lord is bringing to my spirit now is that Moses worked in the wilderness. God says, Robert, He'd seen snakes before. He'd seen many snakes before that he didn't run from. But the reason why he ran from this snake 
was because this snake had previously been a staff. In other words, Moses had never seen a staff become a snake before. Moses had seen snakes, sure, but he never seen a staff. He never seen a stick. He, he never seen God's power in operation this way, and he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand, take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake and it turned back into a staff in his hands. You say, Apostle, what, what is God trying to show us? One of the things that God works very hard with us as human beings in regards to children of God is he's working to open our minds. You know, God does not see limitations, limitations. God sees possibilities. And as long as we are seeing limitations, we can limit our own productivity we can limit our own potential. We can limit our children's potential. We can limit our children's productivity because we see limitation. God says, Robert, tell my people for me that all things are possible to them that believe. God wants you and I, child of God, in a state of constant belief constant belief. Now, whether God does something spectacular or not, we want to remain in a state of constant belief. We know that God can, whether he does or not. That is his decision. That is his choice. But we want to believe because as long as we stay in a state of belief, we stay in a state of possibility. My prayer for you child of God, is that you will remain in a state of belief. Believe that God can fix that marriage, whether he does or not. Believe that God has a job for you, whether he gives it to you or not. Believe that God can heal that sickness, whether he heals it or not. The God that we serve can do anything he wants to do. The, 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 the key for you and I, is to position ourselves so that God wants to do for us. It's, it's much like uh, having a friend that is rich. You know, I've got some friends in this world, we give God praise, that are rich. I mean, friends that could 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 write a check in one day and there'd be enough finances for the rest of my life. Well, the key with these friends is for them to, you know, now whether they write the check or whether they do the thing for me is another matter, but they could. The point is they could. And the point is that, that if they decide to, if they want to, they could do it. That's how it is with our God, uh, children of God. The God that we serve, whatever the sickness is in your body, the God that we serve could heal it. Whatever the, the financial need or the financial crisis in our life, 
the God that we serve could 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 bless us with finances. So what we want to do, children of God, is position ourselves so that God will want to do great things for you and I. And my prayer for every one of us is that we will position ourselves so that God will want to do great things, great things in our finances, great things in our health, great things in our in our marriages, great things in our ministry. We want to position ourselves. You say, well, Apostle, how do we position ourselves so that God will want to do obedience? When we become and remain obedient to God, it causes God to want to do more for us. The more obedient you and I are, the more God wants to do for us, the more blessings he wants to pour out on us, the more blessings he will see to it that he pours out on us. And the Lord is bringing my spirit to Deuteronomy chapter 28. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all these commands I am giving you this day, Moses said, the Lord your God will place you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you fully obey the Lord your God. So, children of God, let us position ourselves for the blessings of God. Obedience positions us for the blessings of God. Moses reached out his hand, took hold of the snake, and it turned back into a staff in his hands. Well, why did it turn back into a staff? Moses obeyed the Lord. See, Moses obeyed the Lord to throw the staff on the ground. It became something totally different. Moses obeyed the Lord in reaching out his hand, taking it by the tail. God showed him how to handle this supernatural manifestation. See, having a supernatural manifestation in your life, Moses had a supernatural manifestation. A staff turned into a snake. Moses had a supernatural manifestation. But God showed Moses how to handle the supernatural manifestation. My prayer for each one of you is not just that God will uh, give you a supernatural manifestation, but that God will give you the wisdom to handle the supernatural manifestation. The Lord said to him, reach out your hand, take it by the tail. In other words, God said, I'm going to show you how to handle this supernatural manifestation. So Moses reached out his hand, took hold of the snake, and it turned back into a staff in his hand. See, and what the Lord is, is dealing with me on now, this is why some people have to lose their jobs. 
God blessed them with real, real good jobs. There, there are some individuals, God blessed them with real, real good jobs. But because they don't handle that blessing, that supernatural manifestation properly, they end up having to lose it. God, if just as God has instructions for you and I to receive a supernatural manifestation, God has instructions for you and I to maintain or to keep a supernatural manifestation. Moses reached out his hand in obedience to the Lord. He took hold of the snake by the tail in obedience to God. You say, Apostle, what are you what are you trying to let us know? Same way God blessed you with that job supernaturally, God has got instructions for you to keep that job. The same way God has blessed you with that wife or that husband supernaturally, God has got instructions for you to keep or maintain that wife or the husband. Whatever the supernatural manifestation of God's power is in your life or my life, there are instructions to maintain. My prayer for each one of you is that you will not only receive the supernatural manifestation, but that you will follow the instructions to maintain, to handle the supernatural manifestation. Moses reached out his hand as the Lord commanded, took hold of the snake as the Lord commanded, by the tail as the Lord commanded, and it turned back into a staff in his hand. In other words, the supernatural manifestation was not a detriment to Moses, was not a harm to Moses, because Moses handled it like God commanded. May you handle your gifts from God as God commands you. This, verse 5, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. God gave Moses instruction to receive supernatural blessings. God gave Moses instructions how not to be harmed by supernatural blessings. My prayer for each of you is that not only will God bless you with supernatural blessings, but that God will give you instructions so as not to be harmed by your blessing. It's one thing to receive a blessing. It's another thing to handle your blessing properly. May we handle, may we not only receive our blessings from God, but may we handle our blessings properly so as not to be harmed by our blessings. You know, the Lord is bringing into my spirit now. The scripture says that the word of God is living and active. The word of God. Now, no, no, no more powerful an entity 
that I know than the word of God. The Bible says that the word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. As awesome as the word of God is, as as life-changing as the word of God is, as great as the word of God is, if it is not handled properly, it can do more harm in your life than good, just like a sword. You can take a sword in the natural, and you can do great damage to your enemies if you handle it properly. But if you handle it improperly, you can do great damage to yourself. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice is that we will handle the word of God, that we will handle the blessings of God, that we will handle the things of God properly so as not to do damage to ourselves, but to do benefit. My prayer for every soul tonight is that we will handle God's blessings properly and we will receive God's blessings in the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you today, Heavenly Father, for the privilege of hearing your word. I pray, Father, for faces that I will never see, for names that I will never know, that you uh, will bless them, and continue to bless them, and continue to lift them higher in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, again, we ask that you forgive us of our sins, which we have grievously committed against you. And we ask, Father, that you continue to lead and guide us in your paths of righteousness for your name's sake. This is our prayer. In Jesus' mighty and precious name, we have prayed. Let God's people say amen. Amen and amen. Saints, we thank each of you for your support. Um, your prayers. Uh, we thank God for a successful East African um, tour. We pray that the people of uh, East Africa have been blessed and have been uh, encouraged as we um uh, are attempting to go throughout the globe, strengthening and encouraging the people of God. The Apostle Paul and the other apostles went throughout strengthening and encouraging the believers to remain true to the faith. And I just want to encourage you, wherever you may be, uh, remain true to the faith. Uh, we go through some very unpleasant things and unpleasant times, but I want to encourage you today, the God that we serve has got great plans for you and I. If we will uh, remain faithful, the Bible says to be faithful unto death, we will receive the crown of life. Um, 
So, saints, um, that's the message for today. Lord asked Moses, what is that in your hand? In other words, God said, what I'm going to have to do with you, Moses, I'm going to have to open up your understanding to what you have in your hand. And sometimes, oftentimes, God has to do that with us. You know, things and people and places that we become familiar with or that we think are one thing. And God has to open our understanding to let us see and understand that it can be much, much more. This staff that Moses thought he was dealing with, this old stick, God had to show Moses that it was much, much more. And I want to encourage you. Today, child of God, let you to know that you are much, much more, regardless of what they told you about yourself back home or what your family said about you or what they said about you back in the village. Listen, the same way this staff was much, much more when Moses uh, threw it on the ground, he, he saw it. He got a chance to see it. My prayer for every one of you under the sound of my voice is that people will see that you are much, much more than they assumed or sized you up to be. We are much, much more. The scripture says that it does not yet appear what we shall be. So I encourage you, child of God, whatever they have said about you, whatever your family has said about you, your friends have said about you, you are much, much more. God bless you, children of God. Heaven smile on you. Uh, the Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, for those of you that want to be a blessing to the ministry, please feel free to go to the church website and to um, make your donations or contributions uh, through the website. God bless you all. I'm Apostle Robert Bryant. Signing out. Okay.